This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. All right, you ready? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. She ready? Obviously, Tiffany was not ready because I'm ready. clearly she bombed. I thought that you said that you weren't Eve. drinking anymore. What? Girl, yeah. She said she was ready, and the lie detector test determined that was a lie. Girl, people was walking about that thing. No. She bombed. She said she had a little bit too much fun the night before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I see a little bit. You know what? I think that happens, or that has happened to a lot of comedians. It's just we didn't have social media. Nobody saw it. That's true. Um, but yeah, she wasn't ready. But we ready. Right. And we black like we never left. <laughs> and we got a little something for y'all for the new year. <laughs> You want to hear me, Bobby? Here you go. <laughs> right back in here. Culture Shock Podcast. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, a girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite part. On the net, turn this up. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love. Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal. It's the culture shop. I cast it's about that time. Now let's go. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Right back in here. Back in this thing, bro. What's up, family? We black like we never left. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And this is the Culture Shock Podcast. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, First, I want to give a huge shout out to Rick Ruckus. Oh my God. Yo, first of all, one of my favorite artists, very lyrical, very skilled, multi-talented, um, right here in the Carolinas, couldn't have asked for a better intro in my no. personal opinion. Like it's so no. dope. I can't stop listening we, to it. I can't not. stop playing it. I'm so proud of that. So shout out to you. Rick. We may have to get that on Power 98. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's popping. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. You, you did that or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you Thank need you. an intro for your podcast or for your family reunion video or whatever for your Instagram, if you're a blogger, hit your boy up. Right. He's good. What's his Instagram? Rick Ruckus. At Rick Ruckus? Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all hit at Ricky Ruckus. Up. Yep. That's what I said. On, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> did not. On Instagram, you know, if you need that good thing song hookup or whatever like that, because we popping over here. Yeah. For the 2019. And we want you to be popping too. Not more than us. But <laughs> don't do that. Ecosystem, ecosystem. <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into it. Happy 2019. I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad to see you too. It feels like I haven't seen you for forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. That's yes. why I talked your head off whenever you got here. We've been here for hours already. We, we had a lot to unload and unpack, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got the, you know, that preliminary energy off so it's like a therapy session almost i needed that we can focus on the important things indeed like the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so let's do a quick holiday recap how were your holidays your christmas your new year they were really good um 
I had an interesting Christmas. Okay. I'm not going to get into details, but <laughs> I had a good, good holiday. Um, New Year's Eve was low-key but fun. I did just enough to get me hungover, but not enough to just be like, WTF. Yeah. So um, Christmas was good. New Year's Eve was good. And I am just happy to have made it to 2019. What about yourself? Same. I had a really good time with my family. Um, did a lot of traveling. So it was pretty tired. Took a lot of recovery time once I got back to the Charlotte area. Um, but usually in my family, there's always like one person who wins Christmas. I call mm-hmm. it winning Christmas where they really get doted on. I actually like it like that because um, you get to feel special like if it's your year. And you don't know it's your year until you get all the gifts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I just, my uncle and my aunt came um, from D.C., the D- D.C., Virginia area, and hung out with us uh, Christmas Eve and everything. And we laughed and joked. My grandma was feeling good. So that made the world a difference. And then this year... I feel like three people won Christmas, so it was like a big Christmas for a lot of people in my mm-hmm. household. Um, and then for New Year's Eve here in Charlotte, uh, and you and I have been here together, Lofton Cellar had a six-course meal on New Year's Eve. So went uptown Charlotte, got some drinks, went over for the six-course meal. They gave like three cocktails for uh, meal pairing. Mm-hmm. And was still in before people started acting crazy around 11.30, so. So, you were you at home when the ball dropped? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, cool. and then the neighbors were doing fireworks, and when I say fireworks, I mean fireworks, and I, anybody who knows me knows I love pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. so it was the best of both worlds, and when the clock struck, uh, we were playing uh, Mario Brothers, so. Oh, wow. I, I actually appreciate bringing in the new year that way. Fun, laughing, safe. I was trying not to spill my champagne at midnight. Ma'am. But I was with friends and family. Like, my cousin has a complete, like, man cave equipped with a bar, pool table, hookah. So, we're basically at the club. (laughs) I was going to say, let me tell you something. That's one thing that I cannot wait to do one year, whether it's the coming year or the year after. I'm going to host New Year's Eve. I expect you to be in there. I will. Go ahead and bring your overnight bag. Girl, we have food. We had all kind of drinks. I was the default DJ. Mm Mm-hmm. I had them turned up, girl. I know you I did. They was going around saying, go DJ, go DJ. I was like, hire me for all of your events. Right. I take Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, direct transfers from Wells Fargo, whatever you got. <laughs> go ahead and book me for And you were event. cute, too. I was cute, girl. I, you know what? I just feel like, and I do this every year because from working in retail and just even working in the hospital, like I just live by this mantra. Like if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you sell good, which has nothing to do with being a DJ. But every year on new year's Eve, even if I don't do anything, I always like get dressed. Yeah. Zhuzh it up. Yeah. Even if I'm at home, like I remember one year I stayed at home with my cousin and their little kids. And like, I got dressed up. I put my makeup on. I had on new year's Eve hat. I mean, we were just, having a blast and we didn't go anywhere but i just like to enter into it like yeah festive and so i was really festive this year but i mean it was it was good i had a good time um i tried to invite some some friends to come over there with me but it didn't work out but i still enjoyed myself um and it's good to not 
have to do a lot of traveling or spend a lot of money yes, for like that part a 10 second countdown because right. really that's all it is um unless you're going to be in the envi- environment with your friends or family for like a long time and you taking a whole group somewhere exactly and you guys are there for hours and you've eaten you've had your drinks and the music is flowing yeah that's a little different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you so know what good time um with regards to like getting dressed up and stuff like that, I've decided that every year going forward, I'm probably going to do that. And I decided that when I went to the New uh, New York, the Hip Hop Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. So I went to see that, and it was really dope. And there was a girl in the show, and she had on these shiny pants that just reminded me of like a New Year's celebration. And I was like, you know what? Going forward, I'm going to be in shiny, whatever. Yeah. Whenever shiny is, yeah, that I'm going to be in shiny. That was my thing. I was just like, I don't care what it is, but I need sequins. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, you know, you're celebrating the new year. Like, I wouldn't care if it was a sequin sweatshirt. It doesn't matter. Like, I just wanted to ring in the new year, like, festive. Like, last year, I think I had a pair of sparkly boots on. Like, I, went, yes. I was at another house party. Okay, but I enjo- Obama. Okay. Okay. They went that high, though, honey, because uh-huh. I ain't got that much leg like her. But <laughs> I had on shiny boots, and I felt festive. So, I just like to do a little bit of, you know, holiday zhuzh every right. year. So, I'm just glad that 2019 is here. I feel like this is going to be an even better year than before. It is. I feel it in my bones, in my spirit, in my heart, and my chest is just beating so hard. I'm so excited. And we have something else to celebrate. So the Culture Shock Podcast had a birthday last week. We turned a year old. You guys are still rocking with us. Thank you so much. And you know what? Next year, I think we should have a birthday party. What about you? We should. And all of y'all better come. All of our friends better come out and support us because I want to see y'all face and talk to y'all. Just make sure you bring your hand sanitizer because I don't want your germs. But... (laughs) She is terrible. <laughs> Come on now, you know, fist bump, Come you know, hug, laugh, take some pictures, and let's just celebrate the culture that is blackness. But you know what? What? Y'all, if you would come celebrate our second birthday with us, I want to hear from you. And if we get enough people to say that they're interested in partying with us for our birthday next year, we're going to do it. We may even have to invite Ricky to come do the thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, can I get on the stage or what, Ricky? Like, can I get up there? Rick, can I, I know, hang with you? Can I roll with you? Can I be down I with you? I know you're listening. <laughs> Tell me right now that you're in. Right now. Like, right oh, now. Oh, goodness. Text message right now. I got to start this off right, though, because I feel like towards the end of the year, I feel like we was busy. I feel like tired. Yes. Yeah, so I got to say this. For the 2019, it's our first episode, and Courtney be back. You hear me? (laughs) Courtney be back because I I gotta let y'all down with the little, you know, here and there's with the Courtney B. So Courtney be back for the 2019. Okay, I I like it. Had to get that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, something that hasn't changed is, you know, every week we give you guys the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the news. We tell you how we feel about it. You don't have to feel the same. B. What? Something I definitely want us to um, talk about, not to ruin the mood or anything, but just to provide some education, is this government shutdown. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Girl, it's your world, squirrel. Like, let's roll with it. Come on, boo. So, I want to talk about, like, how we got here, want to talk about a timeline, and then kind of, like, what it means for you or maybe some people that you know. Um, I'm, I'm sure by now, because it happened in December or started happening in December, you guys have heard about the government shutdown. So it all basically stems from Trump. <laughs> I got the eye roll already. Trump wanting so sick of his five trash bag billion ass. plus dollars for this wall that he's been talking about since before he was elected. 
Like, you want in this wall, but do you not realize that El Chapo escaped under a freaking, under the dirt, through a tunnel? What is a wall going to do? No. And it's not going to go around the entire U.S. I mean, there's boats. Right. This is just stupid. Exactly. Where there's a will, there's a way. And when people can't, you know, find a way, they will surely make one. And the thing about it is, is that I think this is this is what I feel like the pushback needs to be from the American people. Mm-hmm. Especially those that elected him, the ones that voted for him. He clearly stated that Mexico was paying for this wall. He did. So why are we even having this issue? This is what you promised the people that voted for you. So you need to be talking to Mexico about paying for this wall that you want. You know what's crazy? I don't understand how the GoFundMe has so much money from people who support the wall when he promised those same people who are putting their money into the GoFundMe that Mexico would pay for the wall. Because if it were me, I'd be like... Oh, Courtney, you promised me that Mexico was going to pay for a wall. Um, I'm not paying. You promised Mexico was going to do it. So why do I need to come out of my pocket? Like, I, I just wouldn't do that. So I'm confused by that behavior. Because it was a lie. And this is never going to get done. Child, the lies that he tells. This is he never going to get laughing done. this like, whole weekend. Like, you mean to tell me that you can't ask for $5 billion to... Fund the school system, but you are demanding five million dollars for a, well, a concrete wall. wall. That's what he wants—a concrete wall that they're just going to throw a ladder over, or it, drill under, or get in a boat and sail around, like or get someone from our very own military who's willing to, you know, help out for a certain dollar amount uh, to let them in. Okay, and then this is another question that I had about the border wall and national security when it relates to the southern border not anywhere else um like you know you have things going on in saudi arabia and iran and places like that they send troops to stabilize those countries Mm -hmm. to prevent you know further turmoil and war so if you know that guatemala and these places are having all these issues if you just you know send some people down there to help stabilize maybe it'll get better we won't need no wall but the fact of the matter is Ain't no oil down there. There's no money in it for you. Mm-hmm. Because you send them everywhere else. Right. Except for where it doesn't necessarily benefit you. Exactly. So, as far as timeline, the Democrats um, don't want to exceed the $1.3 billion that America already uh, has allotted for border security. And that's where this argument is coming in, that that deficit. So Trump on national TV says that Chuck Schumer, who is the senior U.S. senator from New York, who is also a member of the Democratic Party, um, he was like, um, I'll take the mantle. Yeah, he um, said he'd take the blame yeah, for Yeah, I, I, I won't. What did he say? Uh, I'm not going to blame you for it, yeah. is what he said. Um, I'll be the one to shut it down. So on December the 19th, the Senate passed a continuing resolution so that it would temporarily fund the government, mm-hmm. right? So as far as December 19th, everybody was in okay shape. Okay. Um, December 20th, the Republicans say that they're confident that Trump is going to sign the bill, but Trump decides that it's a no-go. And it really sucked because all the Republicans were like, okay, we'll come to some resolution. Like, he's at least going to sign the bill. Didn't happen. The House of Representatives passed a bill granting Trump with, which this is nerve-wracking to me, 
Um, but they passed a bill granting Trump the $5 billion for his wall. And the only reason they did it was because they knew that it wouldn't pass through the Senate. Mm-hmm. But my thing always, when something like this happens, I'm always like, okay, but then what if one day you're wrong? I think it will pass through the Senate. And, and, and it got through you. So now, but I digress. At midnight on December the 22nd, just before Christmas, uh, we had a partial government shutdown. Mm-hmm. And then on December 29th, so on December 29th, I think they were um, negotiating for for $1.6 billion to $5 billion, like somewhere in between there. So they said the exact number was $2.5 billion, and that's the exact number for a comprehensive um, immigration and border proposal. And that was according to Mike Pence, who is the vice president, right? A direct relationship I mean, walk-in capability with the President of the United States and everything. That was December 29th. On December 30th, um, all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi and Lindsey Graham, who is the Republican senator from South Carolina, Mm -hmm. say that the wall is a metaphor and that they don't actually mean um, a wall, but that it's a metaphor for border Security. That doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And even if they had gotten several other people to say that, I still would not have believed it because, I mean, Donald Trump. So on the 31st, just one day later, Trump uh, gets on Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> right? Twitter in chief. And he says, an all concrete wall was never abandoned. And he talks about Border Patrol experts wanting part of the wall to be see through so you can see what's going on on the other side. But I mean, what in the hell? I'm just telling you what the man said. Jesus Christ. What are you talking about to be see-through? Okay, listen, you are not from Wakanda. You ain't about to get all <laughs> that. You ain't getting no see-through. You ain't getting no vibranium, no invisible wall. Vibranium. You ain't getting all that. They might have stolen some. Oh, my you know, God. part of it to be invisible. What are you talking about? Right. And then on January the 2nd, directly after the new year, um... Even though Pence was pushing Not for... Not invisible, see-through. See-through. I know what you mean. <laughs> we know what you mean. Um, but even though Pence was pushing for the $2.5 billion, Trump said that $2.5 billion is unacceptable. So then, for me, that was like a breakdown in communication, which, you know, it's not surprising. It's just whatever. Um, he said he needed $5.6 billion or none at all. And that he... Oh, that's what it went up point six. I think so. That's what he said. Um, and that he's willing to sacrifice months, um, years if necessary, which sounds ludicrous to me. So we definitely have to talk about like what this means for American people, this whole shutdown, people who work for the government. Um, a couple things. It's affecting the um, EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the mm-hmm. FDA, which is Food and Drug Administration. And we already, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I feel like we have so many issues with the FDA as it is. Not to have them running at all is a big detriment to society. The IRS with regards to refunds. So it's so funny because people thought that they were joking that the memes that have gone out about like not getting your refund, potentially not getting your refund anytime soon. That's not a joke. No, and I'm, ooh, I was about Mm-mm. to say something. The USDA is affected um, because the farmers are not going to get their January report, so they don't know what to do for the coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I else? heard that um, some um, some the federal agents that work for the airlines 
are calling out because they're not getting paid, so they're they calling are. out sick. And I would too. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> Why would you, I go to work and they ain't paying me? If Get you're flying and um, you need you guys need to be really nice to your TSA agents because uh, they're not getting paid, Mm-mm. but they're still having to come to work um, with the hope of getting uh, back pay. If you uh, plan on starting a business, um, you may be affected depending on like where you were getting your small business loan from. If you are in the middle of purchasing a home, people who are potential new homeowners are being affected. I won't go into too much depth right now, but the national parks. So it's been confusing for a lot of people because a lot of people plan their vacations to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. And they've shown up to the Smithsonian Museums and all 19 Smithsonians are closed down. The zoo is closed down. The animals are being taken care of. The national parks, most of them are still open, but there are no rangers. So there's already been a guy who got hurt who had to end up being rescued by other people because mm-hmm. no rangers, no emergency um Nobody individuals were there. Trash. That and that that has up. been the big thing. So nobody's there for sanitation. No one's cleaning up the bathrooms. No one's picking up the trash. And when you you guys can Google this, you don't have to take my word for it. When you Google the photographs of the national parks right now, it is so disgusting because there's nobody there to um to clean it up to clean it up. And and my thing is, I want our Republicans. And people that voted for Trump to realize, like, this is all on your this is all in your lap. Yeah. Like, this is what you wanted, and this is what you got. And when you don't get them refund checks or them food stamps or whatever else you're getting, and you voted for Trump, you got what you wanted. That is so true. You um, got what you wanted. But um, I could say I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Right. Because we have someone in office who is... A terrible communicator he is not diplomatic he has no governing experience and he's basically a criminal like you're under investigation right we now. know that you have i mean you sat there yourself and said that you evaded paying your taxes right so i mean what do we expect from from someone like him and he's just doing this shutdown because he's trying to rile up his base because he saw what happened in this last midterm election so now he's getting scared and he's trying to give his base something to say oh well he tried to get the wall but y'all wouldn't let him no he said that mexico is going to pay for the wall i don't feel like i should have to pay for a wall right that you promised the American people that if you were elected, Mexico would pay for it. So why now am I paying for a wall that is not going to do anything? When you can take a third of that money and put it into the school system mm-hmm. or put it into some of these homeless shelters or help the veterans or, you know, help people who are suffering from drug addiction or, you know, put it into health literacy programs, food banks. You could do all of these other things that have... $6 billion. That have a visible... ROI, return mm-hmm. on investment that we can see is tangible mm-hmm. than to build a wall that people are just going to crawl under and over and around. That is so true. I saw so many different interviews, videos, interviews um, and heard so many things on the radio stories of families who even have like two income homes um, but have at least one member either like working for the National Guard or like working for other governmental agencies who are not getting paid, who live paycheck to paycheck who are basically like, listen, in about two weeks... It's a wrap. Yeah. With kids, babies, and it doesn't matter. But he's willing to go months, even, even years, years, 
if necessary. That is crazy. And I just want to bring this. So the argument has been made like, oh, people will get back pay. But everyone is not eligible for back pay. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have about, what, nine plus million individuals who work for the U.S. government. That's whether they are federal grant employees, active duty. um, Who else is it? Uh, Postal service. And a portion of that is contract. And so about 40%, I always knew there were a lot of Americans who work for the government who were contract only Mm -hmm. because I've had people in my family and I have friends who do contract work. But 40% of that 9 million is contract only and contractors will not um, get back pay. And then my thing is, okay, you may, they say that, oh, well, they're going to get back pay, but what about my creditors or what about people that I owe right they're not going to care about that no that's still if I can't afford to pay my bills or my credit card payments or my car note or my mortgage or my rent they're not going to care that oh I have to wait on my back pay yeah my the taxes that are coming out of the people who are still working I mean y'all still taking our tax money mm-hmm. so if the government is shut down why are you taking my taxes where are they going right. the government shut down I guess to the back pay <laughs> The president, um, y'all's not mine's, has He's definitely not mine. Furloughed. My president is Barack Obama. Forever and always. He has furloughed, uh, I think, around 800,000 employees. And if you think about it, man, that's a lot of people, a lot of money, a lot of jobs that, I, I don't know, on our day-to-day, we deem essential. And by extension, a lot of families who are not going to be taken care of anytime soon if if there's no resolve in sight. And the thing is, is like you're taking these American workers pay. What about y'all? Are y'all still getting paid? Oh, girl. Y'all's pay should stop, too, because you work for the government. Right. So are y- y'all don't need to get paid either. I can't remember what day it is. I wish I had it in front of me. But there is one day soon that we are set to run out of of the funds like even them so we'll see what happens we know donald trump doesn't have to worry about money so of course um you know he's not going to be very sympathetic to what's going on well talking about congress i did have something i wanted to talk about um related to congress so this past week the 116th congress um took office and it's basically the most diverse Um, that we've ever had in history. So after eight years of Republican control, Democrats um, regained control of the House. And this run, we have more than 100 female House members with the first two Native Americans and the first two Muslims. Um, And I just want to, like, throw it back and talk about some black history. Um, Shirley Chisholm was the first black woman to ever be elected to Congress, and it's been exactly 50 years. So we're coming up on the 50-year anniversary of her being... um, sworn into Congress, as well as there are there were a lot of notable women who were elected, but one person that I really want to talk about that I didn't even really hear that much about, <clears throat> excuse me, once everything got going and, and the midterms were over, and that is Democrat Lauren Underwood. She's mm-hmm. a 32-year-old registered nurse from Illinois, and she's the youngest black woman to ever be elected to Congress and her name is Lauren Underwood so I just wanted to give her a hand clap of praise because we rarely heard anything about Miss Underwood so for her to be my age and in Congress it just is like and a a nurse it's just like girl we smart (laughs) and black 
and black and, and proud. proud. Um, so I'm just I'm just really excited to see what they do since they're in there. Um, one thing is really good. They overturned a two century long ban already blocking individuals from wearing their hijabs. Yes. So they can now wear their hijabs on the floor. Um, and they also begin. That's perfect. Yeah. Because I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. How can you? White supremacy. That's my answer wow. for everything. White supremacy. So. <laughs> I was just thinking like, why was that a thing? Because if it ain't white, it ain't right. Oh. In their mind. Okay. Um. And they also um, vow to induce legislation to go after Trump's tax returns, mm-hmm. reopen the um, Russia probe. They want to eliminate the Electoral College, yes. which I agree with. We've talked about that on the show before. Yes. And they've introduced bills to limit presidential pardon power. So, Trump, if you think you better get in here and start fooling around... It's over with, cause they coming for your ass, baby. Like Mama Joy something. said from Real Housewives, I'ma be on your ass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. Do you think that Donald Trump wants to run for president a second term, or do you think he like is going to run for the hills? No, I think that he's um, a narcissist. That's true. And he's obsessed with power. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if giving the ch- if given the chance, if he's not impeached or forced to resign, I think that he will. Okay. Now, him winning is, it all depends on us I, and, and the other people I that. I was going to say, does it that, depend on us? The, well, in some part, because a lot of us did not vote, and, and there are a group of black men who voted for Trump. So some of it does, but it rests on the whole of like everyone to right. not make a way for him to get in. But I do think that, like, because when I think about it, I mean, Hip-hop is one of the... It's the biggest music genres in the world that's all black. We have influence. We do, but we also have the Electoral College right now. Which is what they're trying to get rid of. <laughs> so, so we like, gotta work on that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, with, with these bills and with all of us, and not just us as in black, I mean everyone. Yeah. You know, for the most part, not everyone, because everybody is not going to, but the majority of us with an ounce of common sense, a shred of common sense white women that live in suburbia that have college degrees and talking to you y'all <laughs> if, you're listening. To, if you're listening you gotta help out right because y'all husbands and y'all furloughed too y'all ain't getting no money either so once it start trickling down maybe this will help you wake up a little bit but i think that it's gonna get interesting i'm just glad that the elect women and the elect black women campaign obviously worked because we out here we out here winning be so. i love it that's all I had to say about Congress. And I'm going to lay out politics okay. for now. I'm actually, I was just getting ready to say, I'm actually glad that we started off the year talking about politics. I mean, you know, it, it's not always the crux of like what our show is about, but it's extremely important in our day to day. And um, I think our listeners know that from last year. So it's good that we started out 2019, you know, giving the rundown. Yeah, I mean, I have several people that always say, y'all be keeping me up on the politics stuff because if you're not, and I can say this before, really before Katrina, mm-hmm. before that first, the, the first year I voted, I didn't really care. Right. It wasn't until after I became engaged and started watching the news and actually listening to the things that were going on. I didn't care what was going on because mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, I, ain't, I can't vote. It doesn't do anything for me. But then once I started reading and listening, it was like, oh, shoot, like this stuff is serious. Right. 
So I think the more that platforms like this with people who look like us talk about it, the more... It'll become more interesting. Because in other communities, especially in the white community, this is commonplace. Absolutely. Politics, finances, credit. Absolutely. All of this business, entrepreneurship, all of this stuff... It's commonplace. So it's not foreign and they're not playing catch up once they, you know, get to college or get out into Mm -hmm. the workforce Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what is it that you're talking about, which is a place that I found myself in early on. Yeah. So I think the more that we have these discussions with each other, our families, our spouses, our children, nieces, nephews, mama's daddy, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, the better understanding we can gain and hopefully the more empowered we can become. Right. So I'm going to always talk about it. Now, I like ratchet stuff, but, I mean, these things are important because I have to live in this society and in this world. So I can't just roam around oblivious like none of this affects me because I'm paying my taxes. So y'all taking my money, so I'm finna vote on who I want to be distributing the funds that you're going to take anyway. Okay, because when you start messing with my coins. Okay. That's a whole nother bag, literally and figuratively speaking. But anyway, <sighs> did we talk about this? And I want to talk about it if we didn't. Okay. Cousin Peel. No. I, no, we didn't. We didn't talk about the Us movie trailer. I don't think we did because it came out on Christmas Day. Child. Y'all. I, I never not wait. I never thought in a million years that you could make I Got Five on the scary. Let me tell but I you something. Are you? I cannot wait. <laughs> yes. You know what I want us to do? I'm going to talk about it off the air. Never mind. I apologize for even bringing it up. But listen, first of all, y'all know we are huge fans of Get Out, right? We talked about Get Out like it was nobody's business. I went to see Get Out at least, at least six times. I know I didn't see it as much as I saw Black Panther, but I saw Get Out in the... Every time somebody wanted to go, I went, right? And Mbaku was in it. I know. I will not have it, though. I will not have it, though. <laughs> and so is Nakia. Yes, she is. So, I'm... And really, Alfred. Girl, yep, everybody. Yes, sure is. Yes. Oh, my God. That's, that's Elizabeth Moss. It's Alfred, girl. Y'all, you better watch The Handmaid's Tale. I'm telling you, because you keep on playing around, and we're going to be in the New Gilead fooling with Trump and his minions. I, I don't know if I'll make it. No, I'm about to be. I'm to about to me. be like Harriet Tubman on that ass, Nat Turner. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing around with y'all. That. <laughs> but yeah, the, so I was anticipating. I had it on my phone. I had the alarm to go off. Like sometime today, this trailer is gonna come out. And when it did, I went off. The whole room was quiet for just a few minutes while we watched that. And I cannot wait to sit in the theater and support that. As a matter of fact. You know, you can buy tickets for it right now. It comes out oh, on I the Odds of March. Stuff. Yes. March 15th. You already bought yours? I did. You, well, you got to let me know which cinema you got so we can go together. Okay. Because hopefully it's not sold out. But, um, I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going more than one time anyway. So It's going to be so good. But the only thing that gets on my nerves is that, I listen, I feel like I'm an intelligent person. And I have a lot of intelligent friends and I follow a lot of intelligent people. But for just once, can we just let Jordan Peele tell us what the movie is about? The movie ain't even came <laughs> out and y'all already got the hyper-masculinity, sensitivity of the cultural appropriation of the black skin. What? You ain't even seen the movie yet. Let, let us watch the movie. Jordan Peele ain't said shit. Well, he already did say, uh, I think, what's the tagline Ooh, for the movie? Jesus. It's something like, uh, we are our own worst enemy. Yeah, I'm, 
leave it at that because clearly you can see that the people that are attacking them are oh, them but all y'all y'all ain't seen the movie so for you to be having these long girl i seen people breaking down the loonies i said all them niggas were singing about was weed, weed it ain't that it. deep everything is <laughs> everything is not that deep them niggas were singing about weed okay that's it like all it is trying i was just like black my people my people it's kind of fun. It's, it can be entertaining, though. Now, I'd be interested to see what the synopsis is once the movie I'm comes I'm saying, out. yeah, once the movie is out, but we don't need a breakdown about the loonies. <laughs> I got five on it. Clearly, we know what that is. Like, y'all ain't even seen the movie yet. Fact. I, <sighs> Jesus Christ. I was just like, y'all, let's chill. I can't wait to March 2019 so I can go see it. And also, this is something else that I heard on the pipeline that he was going to do, which I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go see it, but I heard that he was remaking Candyman. And when I tell you... I heard that as well. I don't know if I will be able to Oh, you're that. going. Oh, no. Oh, I, B, you I, are going. No, I have not watched Candyman since I was... That is I one scary care. movie that I will not watch. Especially uh-uh. if they get, like, anybody no, from the Jesus. original cast. No, Lord. No, God, honey. I'm not watching that. Do you want me to hold your hand? Because I will. I'm gonna need a Xanax. Okay, that too. Molly Percocet. We're future. Ma'am. I'm gonna need, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need all of that because, girl, Candyman was Candyman was scary. That was a scary movie, and to know that you know it was about you know he was a slave and like what happened yeah. to him. I just but because I have of all that, the I didn't about understand it. like why it didn't end up being like a bunch of black people that got can it. I, like, can I, I want to know why it was that. Can I tell you something? Tell I don't know because I did not want to watch it. I was scared. So I don't know what happened after the bees was on his face and they were saying his name in the mirror and he had the hook. I don't know what happened because sis was scared. That is one scary movie that I, to this day, Yeah, but you were a kid when it came out. I don't care. He I was think scared. you should try to revisit it. Let's watch it in the morning one day. Mm. With oh, all the, the blinds open, a glare on the TV and everything. And see, they ain't never put that man in nothing else. That's what he get for being that in that movie. That is not true. He has been in other movies what before. What he been in. Don't ask me. Because he ain't been in nothing else. Because he, he forever candy man. Just like uh, Danny Glover is forever mister. But Danny Glover has been in other movies. And when I see him, I'll be like, look at mister. Yeah, me too. Mr. Me too. Give me some. He's still mister. <laughs> Tripling ass now. You know that's my movie, but. Hey, let me tell you something. Whenever, um, whenever, when did. So that came out in 83, right? Cool. 86. 86. Okay, 86. I knew it was the 80s. But either way, she, she, was, so, she said something to me on Instagram. Oh, Maria. She was like, oh my God, I love you. I'm late. So I just want to tell you it was so nice. Baby. I was like, ah! Hey, Maria! Okay. I was hyped. <laughs> There's was always like, a ram in the bush. Always a ram in the bush. Or at the Thompson Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand her y'all it's already starting uh anything else um yes i did want to talk about something that we should not be talking about but we live in america and it's just the reality of the the state of the world that we live in i wanted to talk about little miss jasmine barnes oh the seven-year-old girl that was killed at the Houston, Texas Walmart in the parking lot. So I just, before we started recording, I just seen that two people have been arrested in connection with her murder and they're black. Get out of here. They're black. So Sean King had posted something about 
how the red truck came into play and why they thought. But obviously, this is something that was gang related. Okay. Um, but they have arrested two people. Um, and one person that I want to give, um, you know, just kind of mention is DeAndre Hopkins, who plays for the Houston Texans. He had pledged his entire playoff check to pay for Jasmine's funeral services. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was. Um, I thought that was big of him, but I know at least one suspect has admitted to being involved in the shooting, um, but two suspects have been arrested, which I don't care what color they are. Good. Put right. their ass under the jail. Because this baby is gone. Been her. It could have been like all the other kids in the car, too. Yes. So, so sad. Rest in peace to little Miss Jasmine. Um, you know, just pray for her family and her other siblings because I'm pretty sure they're going to have lifelong trauma. Um, and sadness and loss related to this, but I'm just glad that someone was found swiftly. Yeah. No matter what they are, who they are, what color they are, get their ass. Absolutely. Point blank, period. Ooh. Oh, something else I want to talk about. <laughs> You're just in a talking mood today. I miss you, and I, I miss my people, too. okay? Because I'm ready for 2019. Okay, let's talk about this. Supersized McAss whooping that this dude got at the McDonald's. Child, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was late. I was late on that gravy train, but girl, whenever I saw him, I I I had to stand up while I watched it because my chest started hurting. I was so mad because I I I imagine being in that situation. Listen, he went in there to get a McChicken and got a McAss whooping. She said that boxing. I thought I thought about you, and Listen. I was like, I need to go back to my boxing classes then because Listen. she laid them hands. What's so crazy is, let me tell you what bothered me about it. When I got to the end of the video, and he was like, I want her fired. I don't think that he knew. Like his adrenaline probably just—he was just trying to I catch feel up. Like he was either drunk or on something because the way he. It was like, I don't know, it was just something about... He reached across that counter like he was Stretch Armstrong. Like, nobody he, is going to say that she was at fault. Nobody he, can. He did, but it, it either he just was that naive that he thought he could get away with it. He thought he could get away with it. Or he was on something because the way she whipped his ass... I don't believe that he was on nothing. I think that he thought he could get away with it. That she... He was mad... And instantly, it was like a knee-jerk reaction. He reached out to pull her closer, and he probably thought she was going to go limp with surprise because that could have been a natural reaction, it's too. boxing. And I'm, the boxing is and, what made her put her hands up. And I, I think about that, like, when I saw that, because before, before you take any type of boxing or martial arts or any type of self-defense, that initial now if somebody comes up from behind you or something like that obviously it's yeah. gonna you know you're gonna be startled but when you're in front of somebody yeah I don't know but it's just like now from boxing I'm always in my head about what I'm going to do if somebody grabs me not just what you're gonna do but like I, I'm always thinking like one step ahead like if this happens I can do this. That's what and I'm saying. If yeah, they like, already have me, then I need to do yes, this instead. But you don't think like that until. So that's true. I think that's why, even though it probably was surprising to her, when you learn that stuff, you, you're always thinking like, okay, if somebody do something to me, this is what I'm going to do. Because yeah. when you're in class, you go through those scenarios. Like, what you going to do if somebody come up behind you? What you going to do if somebody grab you? What you going to do if somebody grab your hair? Like, you go through these things. So if you're someone who boxes a couple of times a week, Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, grab me because when you grab me close, your arms are to you. Yes, you ain't got my arms, 
So then I could just commence the whooping up on your ass just like she did. She <laughs> just did. like she did. She did. Talking about I want her fired. And the thing that really um and she and the thing about she's only 20 years old. Her name is um Yasmin James. She's 20 years old. And the thing that really disturbed me about the video is that the other people, the men that were around were kind of like slow to go. And instead of grabbing him and throwing his ass to the ground, they all started grabbing Grabbing her. her. We've seen this several times. I don't know if you've ever been in that scenario, but I have been in that scenario before. And at the end of the day, like once everything calms down, you're like, why are you on me? Yes. You should be on them. It's the craziest thing, but I also think, like, the men still look at the scenario and they go, okay, what's easier to handle? Although, in hindsight, like, Man, that one wasn't the easier one to handle. No, they should have um, they should have addressed him and they should have detained him or, you know, apprehended him until the police got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing, too, that I want to discuss is just the audacity of white supremacy for you to think that you can come into my job, harass me, verbally, verbally assault me, grab me, and then tell me, me I want you fired. Excuse you, not, sir? Not the worst part of the video for me. You want to know what the worst part of the video for me was? What? They still completed his order or tried to for him. I didn't see that. That part. was the manager who came up and was like uh, apologizing and like still trying to complete his order, trying to f- figure out which ticket was his. Yeah, see, and to follow in behind that, one thing that I like about this situation is I'm glad that this, and it's no shade to older people in our community, but I feel like older black people live by the church in them and the forgiveness in them, and it's just like, oh, you know, whatever, and... Jasmine is 20 and so she got with her lawyers who when I seen them their parent they're young too they look they look somewhat young and I'm not trying to be ageist here but we know how we do we're quick to forgive so one of the things that she's bringing up in her claim or her suit against McDonald's is she is trying to get them to make de-escalation um, self-defense, right. how to handle irate customer trainings, mandatory because right. that's something that you don't get. But in this day and age, you need you that. You need it, yeah. You need that. And so I'm like, oh, that's that's really, that's big of her. Cause she, and she'd only been at McDonald's for like three weeks. So, number one, I, she's going to get her coins. And then number two, on the back end, she is holding McDonald's and even that manager accountable. Like, yeah, yeah, oh. absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, that's exactly I like what that. should happen. I like that that about it yeah that that she is doing that because you know most people like well i forgive you but i just want my money right but what about the other people what about the other 20 year old girls that work there that have to deal with that what about them because it ain't only him that's irate it ain't only him that's entitled yasma said i wasn't born in the 30s or the 40s or the 50s or the 60s no grandma and grandpa is not what you're dealing with you're dealing right. with the new age right black folk and we we will not have it told. <laughs> we will not have it, okay? Because you'll get your that. butt whooped for the old and the new for your <laughs> for your transgressions and your daddies and your mammies, right? Okay, let's not play around. You know what? McDonald's be on some other stuff anyway. But you know, girl, quit me. I worked at McDonald's. This is a true story. I worked at McDonald's for a month or so, maybe a little bit longer when I was in high school. And when I, I told him that I was not 
going to be getting off work at 1 a.m. And the manager commits to telling me that if I didn't have a ride that late, I could walk. Bye, ho. I never came back. Was it a, a woman? Yes. She told me I could walk. You know what? I want to get into this discussion. Bye. Goodbye. How older um, women mistreat like teenage kids. Oh, girl, she was nasty to me. Yes. And And she was a sister. That, yes. She told me that I could not have off of my graduation. Are you, in the words of Remy Ma, are you dumb? (laughs) Are you dumb? Ma'am, I would go right back up here to Winn-Dixie where I was working and get off every day at 9 o'clock. Thank you kindly. Goodbye. I had a similar similar <laughs> situation where I and not smell like grease. When first, I got first job and second job had ma- uh, female black female managers who, in hindsight, now that I'm a grown up, should have been looking out for me. Like if the shoe was on the other foot, I'm looking out for this little 15 year old, 16 year old teenage girl who's working her first or first or second job. But they were so nasty and so mean and would put you in all kind of harm's way. Like what is that about? I got burnt one day at work. You think they let me go home? Same. Right here on the top of this hand. You might can't see it, but it was right here. It was, you can see the marks mm-hmm, from the front rack. Mm-hmm. I mean, blistered up. You think they let me go home? Mm-mm. That's nope. crazy. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> Our bad already. Listen, treat the up-and-coming kids with some... Now, be stern because you're, you're supposed to, you know, be a... a a role model and, and show them right from wrong, but be caring too. Yeah, be hold understanding. Them accountable for being uh, caring. Yeah, like, come on now. You gonna tell me I can't be off for graduation? That makes zero sense. What are I'm you graduating? Talking? No, you can't have that day off, girl. So, I ain't never go back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I will see you when I come through to yeah. order my McChicken because <laughs> I will be that up here doing me, nothing girl. else. Goodbye, honey. That was me. I'll see you in the drive thru window. Yeah, because you're not about to play me like that. You know what used to happen, though? Goodbye. I used to get the, um, oh, it's so good. I'm so proud of you whenever I uh, grew up and, and came home from college. How are you now? I wouldn't even go to that McDonald's. I would go to another one. Oh, no, the- no, because I was cute, too. I never went in there. Now, I would go to my old job at Winn-Dixie, which is now Foodline. I used to go in there all the time because I actually had relationships with people because that was my first job and I worked there for a while. So, yeah. I, you know, I was still going there. And I think one of the girls that was like an assistant manager, she may be the manager now. So, I'm going there and talk to her. But they never treated me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't even know why I stopped going to that job. I was so irresponsible growing up. I just quit. Be like, y'all getting my nerves by. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was a, a nice clean and I think you know that is what this sounds so bad but this is why I feel like I've never ever ever wanted to work like crazy stupid hard for anybody because in my first job I did not work that hard like I worked okay see what you mean I was clean I didn't smell like grease all I did was check people out right take their money go home then I get to McDonald's they got me in there trying to mop floors clean up bathrooms I said I mean, y'all me, are tripping. You don't know my life. Girl, I said, let me go on back to the grocery store where it's clean. They got other people that clean up. And when it's time for me to go home, I don't even got to put no go bags back. We got uh, 
uh, bag boys that do that. When it's time for me to go home, I count my drawer. Bye, y'all. See you tomorrow. That must be nice. Girl, it was good. That's why I'm like, it. why did I leave that job to go work at McDonald's? Like, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's, but just like, I mean, I had you know, it good. Some great, some great hardworking people have started at McDonald's. They have, and I thank you because I used to tear a fish fillet up back in my day, <laughs> but I just don't want to be the one smelling like, like grease when Somebody, I'm ready. Somebody, get off the mic already. Now, I'm not being funny. I'm not being you funny. You know what? I appreciate everybody because I, I utilize these restaurants. I I pay money to go eat there, and I'm thankful that people do it, and I appreciate it and I respect it because money is money. I'm just saying, see, Beezy don't want her hair smelling like fry grease when I leave. For Sheezy. For Sheezy. I don't want to be wearing them slick black shoes hey, slipping and sliding. Hey, B. I don't want to do that. B. What? You know what you said. What? You said... I'm not drinking no more mimosas, well, and you have had two or three more since you said that. Because I'm just thinking about how people be treating these these young kids that work in these jobs and treating them like slaves. I remember my friends used to go at work at 10 o'clock at McDonald's and get off at 1 a.m. Yeah, that's work me. all day, making like five-something an hour. That is slave labor. But you wanted the hours, though. Oh, you wanted the hours so that you can get a bigger check because you were not making that much money. Let me tell you what I did. It's a true story. I did that was the year before I went to college. Luckily, I got my CNA license when I was in the 12th grade. When I came back home after school, I went to the local little home health place and was like, oh, I'm a CNA. Can I work here? She was like, yeah, we'll put you on like PRN status. Mm-hmm. Girl, I would go to the little people house. I had this one client. I kid you not. And, I, and now this was good money when I was 18. I was making like $11.75 an hour. Yeah. I would go to this little guy's house. He was in a wheelchair that, like, rolled. Mm-hmm. I would go there every day. His family would leave me $25 a day to get lunch or, like, have stuff that we could make, like sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I would help him get in the shower, put his clothes on. He would want to go outside, ride his chair. I would ride his chair, and then he would come back in, take naps, and I would watch TV and read my book all day. Why would I go to McDonald's? No, that's that's legit. So, <laughs> so I was just like, but see, that's just always my mindset. Like, I know that I I know I can't do this. Right. So what am I going to do? Right. Instead. Instead. I got because I knew I wasn't going to make that much money. And for the most part, not even the money, because there's been places where I didn't feel like I was making money. Like I worked at the mall forever, but the benefits outweighed that. Right. You know, so I feel like, why am I going to go back over here and work and slave and be stank and have to work till one o'clock in the morning to get treated like crap? Can't never get no days off when I can just do this. So th- I think that is my issue with, working in the food service industries is a way that even the management treats you. Yeah. I don't like it and I can't take it. Or even the customers. That's what a pet peeve of mine. When I go to eat places, I try to be as nice to people as I can. Right. Unless you try it. Like if you just blatantly just being crappy, then that's a different story. But I try my best to be nice to these people because I I know what they're going through. And it's not nice. Right. So I'm just saying with me and my <laughs> my attitude. Child, it ain't gonna work. Because I'll get my pocketbook and leave. You'll be seeing my back going out the door. Ma'am. Listen, goodbye. But anyway, we went off on a tangent. Indeed. Um, okay, so getting down to what we do at the beginning of the year is mm-hmm. we do our year of. So I'm so excited. We at the On our last full episode, we talked about, you know, how we did with our year of Mm -hmm. um, things that did manifest things that we planned on, you know, working on going forward. But for 2019, what is your year? What is this the year of for Courtney B? 
okay, so in order for me to talk about this word for this year, I have to kind of like go back a little bit about last year. Okay. So last year, my word was focus. Yes. And while I feel like I did that, towards the end of the year, <laughs> I was struggling. Same. I was I was doing really bad. Like I was exhausted. I was burnt out. And I looked back and saw that even though I feel like I focused a lot, I did not carve out enough time to enjoy more things and enjoy the people around me or to go on dates or to just randomly text my friends and say, hey, let's go get drinks. Like I didn't take that time. And I feel like towards the end of the year, it kind of weighed on me a little bit. So... This year, I didn't want to be like, oh, well, I just want to focus on taking care of myself because I still have to focus. I still need to work. Um, But one thing that I don't want to do moving forward is live in a spirit of lack or feeling like I'm missing out on things because I have to focus or because I'm working towards something and being scared to spend, being scared to experience or open myself up to love or, or anything like that. Yeah. So my word of the year, and I've gone back and forth with this, and this just tells you how sometimes we get so closed off to receiving stuff that we deserve or feeling like we're unworthy to have all the things. And, and, and so my word for this year is abundance. I want to experience life in abundance, in all things, in love, in finances, in business, in friendship, in family, ex- new experiences. I just want to live life abundantly. I want the abundance of all the good things. My G, I might have to uh, ad- adopt that next year. <laughs> like, Listen, that's good. I want that's abundance. I want it all. You deserve it. Like what's All it? the things, girl. All the things. All the things. Like DJ Quick said, I want it all. Brand new socks and drawers. I want it all. I want <laughs> right. all things. I don't want to just be this you know, person who doesn't take any time to experience life or open myself up to get to know people or, you know, have that relationship with my friends to where we can just get together and laugh and just spontaneously just go out and have fun. Like that is, that is what life is made of because we are on borrowed time. We're not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to go through my life just solely, living in a spirit of black like I, I i don't you know i don't have time to do these things when you got all the time yeah that's true while you're here while you're here you have all the time while you're here so you got to make the best of it so that's my word for this year is this the year of abundance that's good thank you for sharing that that was good look at <laughs> i just feel like a wait is this girl I'm so glad 2018 uh, is over girl that was some hard that was some hard work child yeah. tired. but anyway go ahead what's your word you know, it's so funny that you use the word work because um, <clears throat> I was I struggled trying to figure out what my word for this year was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought of so many different words. I think the first one I thought of was work. But saying that this was going to be the year of work, and I know like all of the things that I desire take work. Mm-hmm. Um, they take research. They take pressing. They take relationship building. All of that is work. Uh, but it sounded like it sounded very laborious mm-hmm. and I don't want this year to have any negative like and the word I'm going to give depending on who you say it to might say well that's negative but not for me but work felt 
like it carried a negative connotation it the way I was trying to use. Me too. And so then I said, oh, well, maybe, you know, um, self-care. But that it's funny. I have that written down and um, we should always be taking care of mm-hmm. ourselves. So, like, do I plan to take care of myself mentally? I did a lot of research on um, getting a therapist yesterday. I know we talked about it last year. And yesterday I was going through some things and I kind of talked them out with you before we started recording just with some of my relationships where I'm like, you know what? I just need a therapist, man, because I'm sad sometimes and I just need a therapist because I don't want kind of like you said on on a previous episode, like, dang, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I need to get it out. And so I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm going to finish. But and I got so some, I got some for you. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, what is the word that's going to help describe how you want the year to go? You know, you have some aggressive goals over the next, you know, two or three years, really. Mm-hmm. And the the word that I came up with was, this is going to be the year of combat. Isn't that a you better go word? to war, I, right? You better go to war, girl. So I'm a soldier <laughs> in the exactly. army. No, that we gotta go to church and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this year, I want to have like a rapacious, warlike approach to getting my needs met, which mm-hmm. which is extremely important to me. Um, this is outside of my usual scope of practice. Um, Come on, scope I'm you. <laughs> Come on with the with the with the. That's what we say over in the medical world. Uh, that's out of my scope of practice. We right. don't want to do anything. We don't want to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually less evasive and like more compromising. Um, but the squeaky wheel is the one that gets oil. And so, in the interest of my own advancement, um, I'm coming through like a brooding storm in 2019. No matter how oh, difficult girl. that is for me. Um, it's my hope that on December the 31st of 2019, I'll be able to give myself a smirk and a head nod and say, girl, like, you did that. You did you that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want people to tell me that it can't be done. I want them to tell me how we're going to get it done or back out of the way so I can meet some people that can t- point me in the right direction. Like, I just don't want to hear it. Um, and I'm going to find the yes in the most ravenous way I possibly can like I, I need the yeses I need on, the people who, who can tell me yes come on SAT words yeah so you just better, um you, you better be black smart and proud okay cause I friends, am right my friends be on it they be knowing all the big words <laughs> I still talk a little ebonics but it's not because I'm illiterate it's because I'm cultured you understood all the words that I said <laughs> so it's because I'm cultured that's a little Spice for y'all. That's right. So in 2019, just call me the Hulk because I'm on it. Give me some. Okay. I like that. That is that is that's good. And see, I think that combat is better than work. That's why I chose abundance because I think a lot of us we all need the same things. Like we all need self care. We all, but yes, it has to be a word that encompasses that. Yes. So you are gonna go to war for your needs. Yes. I going to put out there that I am going to live life abundantly that way I can have self care that's going to be in there yeah, I want absolutely. all of that so I think that using those words that kind of encompass a lot of things it really helps because then you're not just dead set on work yeah. and I think that's what happened to me last year when my word was focused yes I really took that to heart I was like this is all I can do this is right. all I can do and then everything else kind of fell by the wayside so if I pick a word that can 
encompass all things, all good things in abundance, mm-hmm. all good things I'm going to combat for. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe by <laughs> December 2019, we won't be coming here like this. You know what's good? Because <laughs> I was about <laughs> to be like, I thought about that in the last few episodes. I, like, I think every episode, I said, we y'all done. Every single episode, I'm like, no, we can't, we can't go into 2019 like that. Like, we gotta, we gotta switch some things up. So, I totally understand what you're you saying. You know what? You're saying that, and I just think back to the last few episodes, <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm over 2018. I'm yes. over, I just kept saying, like, I'm over it. But I want to tell you, like, your depiction of yourself from the last year, that's accurate. It was like, uh, you know, we we started off the year running last year. And then, like, right there after the end of November hit, it was over. We were just both exhausted. Like, I'm over it. I had mentally, like, I know I had tapped out because when I finally got back to work this week, I only worked two days this week. I was looking at some of the stuff I had done, like, within the month before, and I was just like... Why did I do did that? Did I do that? Right. Like, I didn't... What was I doing? Girl, I was just mentally... I was done. Yeah. <laughs> like, with everything. So, I feel like if... If I look at life as a whole pie, mm-hmm. and not just a fourth of a pie, and know that everything within that circle is important... It may help me to not feel like a limp noodle at the end of every year. Yeah, I agree. And I think that goes for everybody. Like, going, like, this is one of my plans to go on my calendar and pick a day and it'd be like, okay, self-care this day. I don't care if it's a manicure. I don't care if it's a massage Groupon. I don't care what it is. Like, stuff, stuff got to happen. And not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Not feeling like, oh, that's where I, I could have done XYZ or I should be working on the podcast stuff. I should yep. be working on Black Smart Proud. I could be doing this. But if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be here to work on nothing. Right. You can take a few hours for yourself or a day for yourself if you want to. Yep. It's not going to kill you. All it's going to do is make you more refreshed and more rejuvenated and open and creative moving into your projects, moving yeah. into your work. It's so funny that you say the the guilty part because I operate in guilt when it comes to doing stuff for me or like having stuff done for me sometimes. Ooh, I always feel great giving to others like, yeah, I'm going to get them with this. I'm going to surprise them with this. They're going to feel good after this. But then when it comes to me, I don't know where that stems from. Maybe that's just something I need to explore in therapy. Um, but yeah. to find out why it is and I, from a mental, like if I say it out loud, it's not that I don't think I deserve great things, but whenever I receive them or can take advantage of it for myself, I still always feel guilty. So I don't know what, yeah. what that's about, but hopefully, um, I can get rid of that this year. You can, you just gotta, you gotta do your work. I still feel that way. Um, and I still have moments where I feel like insecure, like I'm undeserving of things. Mm-hmm. But let me be an outsider to tell you, you deserve all the things. All the Thank things you. Too. Thank you. You deserve all the things, and we're going to get all the things. That's why we living in abundance this year mm-hmm. and going to war. Okay? Going to war. I'm telling you, call me the Hulk. I'm going to get me a sweatshirt with a Hulk on That was thing. good. I like that. I, you know what? That totally caught me. I was not expecting that. I know, right? Because it's was, outside of my scope yeah, of practice. I was not expecting combat. I was expecting something else. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting combat, but that's a good one, though. Good. I'm glad you like it. So, did you figure anything that inspired you? I know I mentioned this before. Like, with everything that has been going on as far as all the women that have been elected to Congress, 
Um, even Dream Hampton, you know, doing the R. Kelly documentary and speaking mm-hmm. out for those survivors and those victims. Um, I think that black women are just continuously inspiring me to get on my shit. Like, I know so many smart, just just highly intelligent women that just make me feel like, damn, like, these chicks is on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to set my game up. Like, I need to read some more books or something because these girls is on it. So, right. I think that this week especially, um, I've just been really, really inspired by the... Um, intelligence the tenacity the ferociousness the uh just the perseverance of black women mm-hmm. it's just really got me feel like i'm the shit and i'm just being honest so <laughs> we the shit out here okay honest um, honest. that's and then another thing too that's giving me inspirations i saw this and as much as i hate to say it sometimes ladies out there especially you single ladies there are still some kings in the deck. Yes, girl. Yes. There are still some yes. kings in the deck. So, I, I know I always go up for my women, but listen, there's some black men out here that, listen. Doing the deck on <laughs> They're acting right. Listen, they out here acting right. So, women don't give up hope. And for men, too, there's still some queens in the deck because I'm out here single. So, okay. listen, that's, that's been my inspiration. Just black women and black men who are striving to be better and to do right by one another. That's I it. love that. I'm here for that. that you sure already know. Kings in the deck. Where you at? Where you at? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holla at me at the Courtney B on Instagram. Oh my God. We got some friends that are employed with degrees and no kids and no wives or ex-wives. It's crazy. Send them to my Instagram. Thank you. Sips mimosa. Year of abundance. I'm dating everybody until somebody cuffed me. So if you want it, you're not creepy. Let's roll. I'm telling. I think I told you. Like that's how I was at one point. I was like, you know what? I just I'm not gonna find it unless, or it's not gonna find me unless I give it an opportunity. So let's just. If you're not a creep, uh, sure. Lunch. And you over sure. Over you at least six feet tall. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, girl, I'm short. I gotta think about my cheerings. <laughs> now I can't be running around with no little oh Jesus. Oh my god! So as it pertains to say that. inspiration, I was inspired by a 1992 Geo Metro. What? <laughs> a Geo Metro? <laughs> yes. So Tyler Perry on Instagram posted a photograph of a 1992 Geo Metro, and his status said something old, something new. Something borrowed, something blue, and then he Tell went. Probably want to be a wife so bad. He, uh, <laughs> he, he want to be a bride on, so I'm bad. I'm trying to pay homage to I'm him. I'm just joking. I love you, Tyler Perry. Put me in a movie. Thank he you. see, he's not gonna <laughs> do it. Uh, I love Tyler Perry though, and um, I often feel inspired by some of the things that he posts. Like I don't know if you saw for Christmas, he went in, in Georgia at two WalMarts and got everybody's I layaway did. out, and just. I just have a deep appreciation for people who do things. So kind of like I was saying, like just to see a smile on other people's faces and to ease some of the burden of other people without thinking about what they're going to get out of it. And I think Tyler Perry is often one of those people. So, um, but he purchased a Geo Metro, like the 1992 Geo Metro that he owned um, before he became famous and he posted it. I mean, he, posted the photograph and put the Geo Metro right outside of his studio. And 
on Instagram, he was telling the story about how we all know, you know, he ended up being homeless. He was trying to get his plays off the ground. He did have another job, but he couldn't afford rent. And he was living out of his car and he walked into the building to get his check one day and came out and the car had been repoed. Mm. And he just talked about like what that felt like. And while I've never had a vehicle repossessed, it's just like a testament to like how far you've come. And so Mm -hmm. at the end of the post, he's like, what is the thing? What is the item Mm -hmm. from your past that can remind you? Of how far you've come. And I I haven't investigated what that item would be for me. But I remember I used to always say, like, what a difference a year makes. I used to tell myself that all the time when I was having a tough time. Mm -hmm. Whether it was at work or in relationships, I'm like, next year it might not be this way. Next year my heart won't hurt like this. Next year I'll have more money. I I won't even remember exactly what this feels like because I won't be in this moment. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just inspired by that and reminded that even though, like, I'm having a good time right now in my life and I'm praying that this positivity continues and that, you know, it flourishes yes. and that it touches the people that I'm around and kind of spreads. Um, it's always good to remember, like, dang, I have really come a long way. So sometimes in our day to day when we are like, oh, this is rough. Oh, I'm tired. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like I, I need this or I want that. Like, just remember you came a long way. And you I came a long way. And I, I can appreciate the fact that he purchased that car so he could set it outside of his studio. As a reminder. As a sure reminder. To the fact I, that I, his I, home got stolen. Or I not stolen, but repoed. I can see that because I always say that whenever I get to a certain point, mm-hmm. I would love to go back and buy the first car that I had. Mm-hmm. Just because... Just to just to see it and to get in it and to remember like, oh my God, I remember when I... Mm-hmm. Like when this was like the most important thing that I had like I, I just felt like I had made it and the car was old as hell yeah but it was mine but it was a value to you it was and it got me it gave me independence mm-hmm. and I knew that I had purchased it the majority of it by myself and you know people used to be like oh you got this old car I don't care it's mine it's mine mm-hmm. and it was cute and I look cute in it and so <laughs> which is why the car I got now I kind of wanted that same red coop like because it just it makes me i feel like okay this is when i was on my shit right it's it's time to get back to that so i can totally see what he means love it yeah all right what's your good word for the good people okay so my good word for the good people um it kind of comes from um one of my friends that posted something on Instagram, um, and you know, like I feel like sometimes with my good words, I always get it's like a confirmation thing. Like I'll see something, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, "Ooh," and then I'll see that same thing again. Uh huh. So um, the other day, I was just scrolling on YouTube, and I was just having a hard time like focusing on work. And so sometimes when I have a hard time focusing, I'll like listen to like sermons. So, I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. I just think she is, like, I just want to be as fly and saved as she is one day. So, I was listening to her sermon that she she um, gave around New Year's Eve. And basically, in her sermon, she was just like, that all of that New Year, New Me stuff don't make no sense. Because she was just like, each year... I go through things. I learn things about myself. I, even the hurt, even, you know, the good things, all of that stuff I take with me to, that has made me a better me. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not leaving that stuff. So it's New Year, same me. I'm right. going into it the same me, but better. Ain't no new me. I'm taking all of my stuff with me, all of my good things, all the stuff I've experienced that made me who I am. I'm taking all that stuff with me. And then I got onto Instagram, and I seen one of my really, really good friends, who I just think is like, I got just awesome friends. But I just think she's just like the mom. And she had posted something, and she was like, New Year, same vibes. Like... And that is my good word. Like New Year, same me. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel like. I feel like if you have to change the person that you are every single year, cut thousands of people off. What are you doing each year? That like, what is going on, sis? Like, you need to reevaluate mm-hmm. what you're doing on a day to day basis. Basis of every year, you got to turn into a new person. Right. <laughs> like, so my good word is keep all of your good things. Yes, each new year is a chance to progress forward. But you don't want to forget the things that got you to where you are and become this totally new person because if you're forgetting what got you here, you're inclined to make them same mistakes. Exactly. And I ain't trying to make them same mistakes. Child, I'm not I'm going keeping, back. Them lessons hurt. And I didn't go through all that hurt to not have that reminder of what I don't want to go through again. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Like, she coming with me, mm-hmm. but she has helped me to become a better person. I'm keeping all that stuff with me. It's just a new year and we're getting better. Love it. So that's my good, good word for the people today. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. What about you? So, um, my good word is out of the Bible. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Yes. So, W-O-N apostrophe T, not W-A-N-T because y'all be, Jesus, be trying my patience. Oh, but my go God. Ahead. So, you know, <laughs> when somebody starts reading the Bible, they always tell people like, oh, you should start in this chapter or that chapter. Like, people have a difference of opinion, but um, I I believe that, like, Proverbs, like, if you just want to read it, even if you're not Christian, like, if you want to read the Bible, you should start with Proverbs. It's an easy read. It's a roadmap. Too. It's fun. Um, it's got, like, a lot of positive, like, quotables and stuff like that that you could, like, little mantras that you could just take with you on a day-to-day basis. And so, Proverbs 4 and 7 um, talks about wisdom. We better both be coming from the Bible with our good words. Because I sure got mine from uh, Pastor Roberts. And did you? Yes, girl. Okay, girl. <laughs> Proverbs 4 and 7 talks about wisdom and it says wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and you always hear the second part like in passing like people say this all the time and with all thy getting get understanding and Mm -hmm. I have always liked that part because let me ask you something ask me girl ask you ever known somebody that's so smart they stupid I thought, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so smart, they dumb. I've had people say that before, like, man, she's so smart that she dumb. Yes. And so I have had a few encounters recently with people that I care about that are so smart that that, that they have the knowledge or the wisdom, but they don't understand what they, they don't understand the material. Right. You know what I mean? So I would just... It's useless if you don't get the understanding. So I would just encourage you not to have so many facts that facts. <laughs> what is that? Facts. It's also I don't stuff. know. Um, no, but I, I would encourage all of us not to have so much information that we miss the point. Mm. Is my point. Mm. You know, as long as you try to dissect and try to have some compassion mm-hmm. as it relates to real people. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing statistics is great. Knowing history is great. Having information is great. 
but what you do with it, how you respond to others, and how you understand how that wisdom works in the real world makes all the difference in the world. So Yeah, because common sense can take you a long way. Child, there are some people who whose IQs aren't, you know, that great, but common sense. Take you a long way. It'll help you survive, won't it? Listen. So. Okay. That's my good word for the good people. My first good word for the good people. That was the first good word. First of many for this year. That was good. I I, I like that. You did it. You did it. You did that. Uh, You got anything you don't want the people to forget until we talk to them next week? Um... One quick thing, um, and I think I should have mentioned this earlier, but there is a new art gallery that has opened in the Raleigh-Durham area. It's called the Triangle Cultural Art Gallery, and it is owned by a black man and his daughter, Jason Franklin, and his daughter, Ashley, who's the art director, and um, he's one of the first African-American-owned galleries in cultural art galleries in North Carolina. So if you have time, you're in the RDU, um, check out the Triangle Cultural Art Gallery um, and, and, you know, support um, Jason Franklin and his daughter Ashley in that regard because we need we need more depictions of black art up and around and visual. And we need to patronize these people. I actually can't wait to check that out. So, yeah, because you know how we are, but I still got to get down to the cam. Yeah. But well, I don't think I've been to the camp since you and I went either. But they always have the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I just wanted the people to remember. Like, visit the art gallery. It just opened on Friday. It's in the RDU. You can Google it. I don't know the address, but do your Googles. Do your Googles. That's pretty much it. What I don't want you guys to forget is to tell a friend. Tell a friend or a family member about the Culture Shock Podcast. Follow us if you're not. Have them follow us on all social media with the Culture Shock Podcast. And keep listening, because we love y'all, and we know you love us, too, because you keep coming back. As a call to action, I've already said this this week, but be nice to your TSA worker. They are not (laughs) getting paid. Also, we want to know, what did you think of our intro? Let us know so we can let Rick know. I personally think it's dope, but want to hear from you guys, too. And can I ask y'all to do something? If you liked our podcast... Drop a little lightning bolt emoji down in the comments and let us know that it's fire. <laughs> Drop a little lightning bolt. You know, let us know, you know, the culture shock is working. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, get y'all engaged because let me post something you don't like. Child, y'all would be in them comments. Huh? Maybe that's what I should do. No, don't Why be controversial not? for controversy's sake because you don't, Listen, like, you don't like people who do it. They it annoy work, you. It works for Charlemagne the guy. It worked for Charlamagne. Maybe I can get me a book deal, child. We are on social media. It worked for Wendy Williams. Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. It worked for Black China. SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever It worked for Jocelyn Hernandez, baby. Podcast. Wherever you listen to the podcast (laughs) right now, you can find us here every single week. You got to do that. That's what I'm talking about, those people. We met. We met. We met. We met.